Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This is episode 49 of Two Girls Talking. I'm Katie Kiley from 97.1 The River in Atlanta. I do afternoon drive radio here. And Melissa Ruggieri is with me, the music critic from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, who also does the music scene blog on AJC.com. We are Two Girls Talking. Let's uh, go back to that rock riddle that we did last week, Melissa. Did you come up with the answer when we were doing it or not? I did. You did. But, uh, yes, but I didn't say out loud. You didn't answer. because we wanted to wait till the end, but one of your friends knew what it yes, was. Yes, my friend Heather. She got it. Heather, thank you. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Add a letter to the garden party guys to get one name. A red-breasted songbird gave more fame to shame. A Mexican rabbit pounds the skins for this band. Together they're known for low-budget sleight of hand. It would be cheap trick. Right on. <laughs> and we did that because you just talked to Robin yes. Zander at Grammys. Add a letter to the Garden Party guys to get one name. That's the infamous Ricky Nelson who sang the song Garden Party. Rick Nielsen is the lead guitarist for this band. A red-breasted songbird gave more fame to shame. Red-breasted songbird is a Robin, and that's Robin Zander, the lead singer. Ain't That a Shame was a hit from 1979's Live at Budokan. A Mexican rabbit pounds the skins for this band. It's Bunny Carlos. He was with the band's drummer and percussionist. And together they're known for low budget, sleight of hand. Low budget means cheap, and sleight of hand is a trick. And there, that's where you get it. There you go. Cheap trick, the answer. And isn't Robin Zander just a treasure? He's oh, just he a, was a lovely, lovely guy. Yes. talkative, yes. fun guy. And had a lot to say. I mean, he was like interesting to talk to. He wasn't just giving canned responses to questions. I, he really I, wanted to engage with me. So I interviewed cool. him here years ago, mm-hmm. right? And he. Literally, we talked for hours like mm-hmm. we were talking when we weren't on the mic. We were talking in another room. He's just a really regular guy. I and, really and I told you last week that his son is now playing in the band yes. also. And his son was with him when I talked to him. And he's a nice kid. Just, does he know. look like him? He does, sort of. I mean, a little different. But he's got a blondish, dirty blonde hair you know, to his shoulders. And when he played with them, he definitely looked like a rock star on stage. That's up great. There. They're so great. <laughs> Well, now we're going to talk about Eagles because they're going to start their 2020 tour here in Atlanta at State Farm Arena this week. Where do they go from here? From here, they're going to a bunch of places. They're going to New York. They're going to L.A. They're doing Minneapolis, Dallas. They're doing two, at least two or three shows in pretty much every market, and they're going to be on the road through April. And then this summer, they're going over to London for a couple of shows, I oh, think, wow. in August. So, yeah, I mean, they're only at maybe six or seven cities that they're going to be but visiting. They're doing multiple nights but they're doing in each multiple city. Nights, and yeah. the thing is, is that you can get tickets. Like, for instance, here today, they just announced they're releasing great seats. So you can get tickets for this. Just make sure to go online. You know, you don't have to miss out on it. But And, and also day of show, going to the box office is always a good oh. idea because a lot of times production holds get released a couple hours before showtime, depending on the stage set up, especially for that first show. Yes. You know, the other two, Once they'll, they'll the kind of know. Setting. Yeah, exactly. Well, one of the things last time they came through, I was like, you know, I love Inskill. I want to see mm-hmm. Glenn Fry's son, Deacon, perform. But I just didn't, you know, the price of the tickets, I was like, not going to do it. It's not. <laughs> I've seen the Eagles, sure. right? But afterwards, 
everybody was raving about this concert. And I thought I kind of goofed and blew it. I'm excited about seeing them, too. I had to miss it in 2017 when they were here because I had a family issue that came up that I had to deal with. But my colleague Rodney Ho went for me and reviewed the show. And he said, you know, it was great. He said that um, according to his review, and I remember him telling me this, the Deacon sings lead on three of the songs. He Which does, songs do you know? Peaceful, Easy Feeling, Take It Easy and Already Gone. At least this is what they did last That's time. Great. I mean, I guess yep. it could change. And then Vince Gill handled most of the songs, most of the other songs that Glenn or Randy Meisner sang lead on and is getting ovations just well, because his, his voice, voice is, is so his beautiful. His voice is so beautiful. Oh. And he's, su- he's such a great guy, too. But, I mean, he's such a good fit for that band, yep. I think. But don't you remember, so Glenn died in 2016, which doesn't seem like it was four Three years, years ago. ago. Four? Oh, four. my gosh. I know. It's January. I know. Don Henley said very shortly after that that the Eagles weren't going to go on without him because they couldn't go on without him. And then, you know, a year later. <laughs> the Eagles are always taking things back. Yeah. When the Hell Freeze is over. Oh, but we'll do the Hell Freeze is <laughs> over tour. So it's sort of like, why go on record saying things unless you are absolutely certain, Motley Crue, that you're not going to do it again. Or just don't just be vague about it. You know, we'll never be the same band again. That's for sure. We know that, you know, something like that, because who knows in the future that Vince Gill popped up somewhere or that Deacon was willing to go on tour and fill in for his his late father. I mean, you know, you can't expect that a young man is going to want to do that. But, you know, obviously he did. And he's still on this. So the band, it's Joe, it's Don Henley, Joe Walsh and Timothy B. Schmidt, along with Deacon and Vince. That's that's your Eagles. But they're doing something different this time than they did in 2017, too. And I love the album. Yeah. Hotel California in its entirety is such a beautiful record. It's, I'm so excited about this. And not only just the record, 48 piece orchestra sorry 46 piece orchestra and 22, and 22 choir, choir. yes that is going to be <laughs> crazy i mean I, th- I i love the album too i can't there's say so that. Like, there's so many beautiful there's so many good songs it, yeah. that's what i mean so i mean hearing it in that setting i think is going to be special sort of like you know when we saw rick springfield with an orchestra you know i mean it just brings a different and do, the who you, you know did they have a big orchestra like that when they did the vegas shows you know, I don't. I can't remember. Because they did Vegas, and that actually, was they when did, they were because doing. Because my host in Vegas actually saw the show there back last fall, I believe, and that was one of the first places they played. And she said it was it was fantastic. I remember her telling me that. Now, yeah, but that, there was a there, there was, was an orchestra, orchestra, and that yes, yeah. So, so you know, so they've had. And a dry I remember run. being jealous at the time, thinking, yeah. "Oh man, to be a fly on the wall for that concert." Now it's touring. It's touring, so, yeah. and also it's an eight o'clock start, so there's no opening act, and there is an intermission because they're going to do Hotel California. They're going to take a break, and then they're going to do a set of their other hits because you know there might be people who love the eagles catalog but not necessarily well, you know hotel the, the, you know the the album tracks on hotel california so you're going to get a little bit of both so it's it's an interesting evening and it might actually justify some of those ticket prices well there I've you go seen. when you realize all the people they're bringing on the road well you know i kind of went back to my little vault of people that i've interviewed and one of my favorites ever was glenn fry first of all glenn fry was very hot Guy. Yes, I remember in the eighties. Oh him. my goodness! Remember when he was doing those ads for some gym, and he was <laughs> that's right. Oh, and on on Miami Vice and stuff. And so to meet him in person was not a disappointment. Mm-hmm. I've got to tell you, he was really lovely and really nice. It was fun to talk to him about story about Desperado and then a story about who would be in his ultimate band who would be in his ultimate band yeah I mean it's funny the choices he made because it is sort of like oh that would be some heck of a super group <laughs> well what's so funny is at first he started kind of go hem and haw and then I was like all right you're drummer right, you're exactly. drummer it was like just get Take moving on because <laughs> you know back then it was all live yes so that was live on the radio and I had to just be you can't you don't have time to hem and haw tell me yeah move on and I had to help Let's him go. on a little bit but what he came up with why don't we listen to it this is from July of 1992 with Glenn Fry. If you could make the ultimate band of people you've either played with before, or not, who would you have in it? Oh, well, you know, it's, jeez. Seriously, I'm just of, trying know. to think of who you're a big fan of, or would you use... Oh, well, you know, I mean, it, there's there's just a lot of people who are really, really good. Okay, uh, guitar you know, player. Be hard. 
Eric Clapton. He's my single most favorite guitar player, but I have a lot of other guitar players that I really admire, like Mark Knopfler, Robert Cray. And there's a lot of good guitar players in heavy metal, uh, guys that really get around the Absolutely. neck, uh, you know, and know how to play. Jeez, after that, you know, keyboards, I'd get Stevie Winwood. I'd have all singers, you know. I, I mean, I believe you got to play and sing, so I think I'd probably pick Stevie Winwood as, as a keyboard player. Drums? I'd probably, you know, Hanley was very much an underrated drummer. You know, he was, it was, emphasis was always put on his singing, but, you know, if I was to pick a singing drummer, I'd pick Hanley. And if I couldn't have Hanley, I'd pick Levon Helm. On bass, well, you know, there's, there again, you know, there's, there's a lot of just unbelievable bass players, but I guess we could let Paul McCartney play bass in this band. It would be okay, and then, you know, he could double on keyboards and guitar if he wanted to. <laughs> Big names. This would you be know, like the, would the be super really, group. That would be really good, you know. We put together, a, you know, a horn section. Uh, Th that says a lot about you, though. If you could just say Clapton just like that, he obviously is your all-time favorite. Well, he's the most lyrical guitar player. He's always playing melody. He's never trying to over-impress you with how many notes he can play. He's re he really plays melody, and so so for me that you know that makes it. Those most of my favorite guitar players are not the guys that can play a million notes. They're the guys that yes can play a million notes, but choose to play the notes that they do. And Eric's solos are songs within themselves. They have a beginning that's just like an intro they have a middle and they have an ending and to know how to compose and play that way as a guitar player takes experience and then the intangible sort of soul from the heart thing that has to happen but whatever uh, he's got it he's it is got, amazing. oh he's the man boy he loves eric clapton doesn't he i know that's so funny i thought it was just interesting what he had to say about him and the the melody of yes. what eric clapton plays yes kind of sad that we never got to see glenn fry in that I know. incarnation i know wouldn't that, that really would be a hell of a super group <laughs> and then one of my favorite songs ever have you seen the Linda Ronstadt? Not yet. Okay. The Linda Ronstadt documentary is amazing, and it just puts you back to that time. I know you're younger than I am. Back in the 70s, though, you wanted to be Linda Ronstadt sure. if you were a girl. You know, she mm -hmm. wore those blue jeans <laughs> just the way. She was so feminine and yet one of the guys. Right, right. And so her backup band being some of the members of the Eagles with right. Glenn Fry and Don Henley is very interesting to see that in the documentary. But So there is a lot of Eagles-related stuff in the documentary? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. The version of Desperado I was more familiar with initially was was her version of yeah. it. But you can't be the Eagles version of Desperado. No, Don Henley's voice on that is pretty outstanding. It's just one of the best songs yeah. ever. It doesn't matter who, what artist did it. It's a great song, isn't it? And when you think about it, thinking back to songs like that, that the country crossover that was there even then. You know, I mean, there's a lot of times now with some of these country guys that they say, oh, they're not really country. They sound more like pop or rock or whatever. Well, you know, you go back a few decades. And these Kenny Rogers were, had yeah. like the gambler. And so, they were huge yeah. when in the 70s. It was sure. top 40 music, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you hear a lot of that going back to the 70s and 80s. By the way, I can't believe it's going to be next year will be 50 years that the Eagles have existed. They're, they're coming up on their 50th it's anniversary, really, It's really a pretty lovely thing. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, we're all getting it? old. <laughs> yeah, that. but the great thing is they're all they're still doing it, and, right. I, and I do love that. Well, here's what he had to say about Desperado, and I think one of the very touching things is he talks about two other people that he would love to hear a version of this mm -hmm. song by, and that he and those two people are gone now. But this again, Glenn Fry from July of 1992 talking about the album and song Desperado. That's right. It was not. That surprised uh, me because it's such a... No, Desperado was not a uh, single. And as a matter of fact, that album, which, you know, now is part of rock lore, I guess, was not even really 
appreciated by Atlantic Records, who distributed Asylum when we turned it in. You know, we gave him three hit singles on the first Eagles album, uh, Take It Easy, Witchy Woman, and Peaceful Easy Feeling. And then the word was that Jerry Greenberg, the then vice president of Atlantic, said, what have they done, a cowboy opera? Jeez. You, you know, all they, 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 all that they, stuff on it they so weren't really, You know, they weren't too thrilled about that. But I think they released Outlaw Man as a single and... Uh, God, something else, but uh, that album hung around and hung around, you know, like just like a puppy in the rain, I guess. Oh, was it yeah. one of those that you guys were just trying to shake, boy? No, see, that's the first song I wrote, ever wrote with Don Henley. Well, we, now, see, we I didn't wrote, know that. I knew you co-wrote wrote it. that song and Tequila Sunrise the same week. Those were the first two songs that we wrote, so Desperado is one of my favorites, just because it's, again, it's like hung around for a long time. Do you remember the circumstance of writing it? Because it is one of those songs you hear and your heart just goes, you know. Just remember it was in Don's apartment in the Hollywood Hills there by Highland in the Hollywood Bowl. And uh, he had this little piano riff. And originally when he played it for me, it was he had a friend named Leo. And so it said, Leo, my God, why don't you come to your senses? And then when we started Doolin Dalton and Jackson and we all started talking about making some sort of outlaw record, then we changed the first line to Desperado. Why don't you come to your senses? And there, wow. that's how the song got. And everybody named Leo's going, damn. I want Ray Charles or Joe Cocker to record Desperado. I was just going to ask you who's your favorite cover, who did your favorite cover of it, but that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Cocker would kill that one. He would do it great. Yeah, both but of Rachel, them. Oh, man. Henley, about- Henley is my favorite cover. <laughs> well, I think no. he did the did best. Did you like Linda Ronstadt? <laughs> yes, of course. Or- no, I did like Linda Ronstadt very much. That was... Uh, that was nice. We didn't, Eagles didn't get too many covers because, you know, we tended to sort of produce and perform our records in a unique way that seemed to be unique to the band. So I don't think we got a lot of covers, but that's okay. So what do you want to bet that that's going to be one of the songs that's played for in, sure? In set two. Yes, there you go, when they do their greatest hit. You know, here's a couple of little bits of trivia in case you forgot that. So Hotel California, that sold more than 26 million copies, and it's the third best-selling album in U.S. history. Wow. And the greatest, the greatest hits. hits, 1971 to 1977, is still the best-selling album in U.S. history with more than 38 million copies sold. It and Thriller have gone back and forth over the years as to is one and two, one and two, and, and then Hotel California's third. The Hotel California, so they have pretty two, crazy two in the top three of, of all time. time record sales. That's, that's a so that's a impressive. lot of hits. That's, <laughs> that's so a lot impressive. of songs. But it's not surprising when you consider who the band members were, sure. how much solo work they've all done, and the time the time the, you know yes, I the mean the amount that, of time they've been together. That's well, right. the, no, I mean the the time that the albums came out too, and the fact that this will never happen again. No one's selling twenty eight million copies or twenty six million copies of anything ever in history. I mean, you could have eight billion downloads, and the artist is going to make twelve dollars off of it. But you know, when you think of the success that they had financially from selling. Oh. These, you know, tens of millions of records, you know, they don't have to tour and they also have to charge $800 a ticket. But it's a a whole other podcast. But but it's true. I mean, they've made so much money over the years just from record sales because, you know, that's that's when you hit. You hit at the time that people were buying records and then buying CDs and then buying the CD to replace the record version of what you had and and all that. So, you know, that all accumulates and you've got almost, what, 40 million? No, actually more than that. I can't do math. More than 50 million records sold it's combined. It's kind of stuff that you yeah. can't really even fathom, isn't yeah. it? All right, so we're going to see the show. We'll tell you what we think about it yes. after we've seen it. But And you can go to AJC.com to my music scene blog. Very and good. I will have a review of that. She from, does a review right afterwards and she writes show. so well. Oh, I love you. your reviews. February 7th is the night that we're both going, the first show of okay. the three that they're going to be doing 
Atlanta. make sure if you're nearby or can make a road trip, do it. It's, yes. It's going to be worth seeing. I'm like sure. a lot of these bands, you never know when it's going to be. Even when they say it is, it's often not. But when you look at some of them and their age and the necessity of whether or not they need to be on the road, then sometimes it really could be the last time. Yep. Okay, so we're doing something new this year. I'm bringing in my rock riddles that I used to do years ago on the radio. Which are pretty brilliant, I have to say. Thank you for saying that. They coming are. from a writer, a They're professional hard. writer. Thank you. <laughs> well, I try to give something in there that might be a little obvious or kind of make your, like when you said that your friend got cheap trick, that she kind of went, ah, uh, something just felt like the that. The sleight of hand. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he was born in Duluth, but not in GA. Think of some digits and women on a non-sunny day. He was famously booed when he turned on the power. His roles include fathering a musical flower. I know, I know. Ah! (laughs) Good for you. we'll talk about it next week. (laughs) All right, so there you go. That's The Rock Riddle, and we'll be back with you next week. Hope you have a good one. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 